Hello, and thank you for listening to the Vineyard Church Springbrook podcast of Vineyard Church right here in Alcoa, Tennessee. If you haven't already, you can check out our website for more information about our church or find our audio archive with all of our previous messages at www.vineyardchurch.us. You can also subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts. Now, let's hear this week's message. If you have your Bibles or device, if you don't, we're going to have the scripture up on the screen this morning, but we're going to be in Psalm 120. And in verse 1, it says, In my distress I called to the Lord, and he answered me. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, and what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals at the bottom of the broom tree. Woe to me that I so sojourn in Mesek, that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. This is the word of the Lord. Hey, so this morning we have, um, I think we say guest speaker, but it's not a guest at all. Um, I'm super excited. Um, I love this guy. He's been a friend since I've been here at the Vineyard. Um, I want him to get more opportunities to preach because um, I just think he's a wonderful person and he'll be a blessing to us today. But Nick Kessler is going to be speaking for us this morning. So give him a hand. And... Why are we clapping? It's all you, buddy. Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, I'm Nick. Uh, Chad, yeah, I got, I got Chad wants me to make sure and tell you I am not the pastor here. Um, <laughs> Anything that I say has not been vetted, um, and he uh, wants to, you to, to know that it's not something that he has confirmed. Um, I can't believe they're letting me up here. Most times I did. So I talked with Lindsay about this maybe a week or two ago, and she reminded me some of the things I've said from the front. <laughs> and uh, it is very shocking that I'm here. As a matter of fact, when I walked in today, some friends of mine were out front, and uh, they said, oh, you're preaching today. And I went, yeah, and you still came. And they legitimately said, oh, we didn't know. <laughs> um, it is uh, fun to be up here, and, and I'm grateful for the opportunity, mostly for myself, because um, preparing for this was a gift to me. Um, I want to open with praying. Um, Please, as we pray, pray for me, but pray for yourself for being here with me. Um, Heavenly Father, I ask um, for you um, that you would increase, that you would receive the glory, um, and that my own personal desires to... uh, to be liked or, or to say something that is um, well thought of, um, go away. And that your word um, would be here and that your Holy Spirit would move. I pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, um, if Judah was in here right now and he heard what I was about, Judah is my, old, my son, uh, second oldest. Uh, if he heard what I was about to say, he'd be so mad. Um, I brought a Pokemon card of his today but I have misplaced it. <laughs> Don't tell him, I have to find it. Um, I did not ever intend to know anything about Pokemon. 
Pokemon, if you watch enough videos to learn about it, is actually the correct pronunciation, I think. Um, and I've, I've taken a deep dive because my son has gotten into it. So my son started uh, getting cards at school. No one had bought them cards. He would come home with cards. And I'd say, hey, buddy, where are you getting those from? And he was like, my friends are giving them to me, which doesn't sound like something that a first grade child would do. So I'm immediately thinking he's stealing them. I don't know, but he ends up getting them. He's talking about them all the time. If you know Rocky Harris, Judah and Rocky Harris will sit and talk about Pokemon for an hour and tell you all kinds of things. Well, at some point, I'm like, hey, if you're going to have all these cards, we need to learn how to play, which I have always been kind of a jerk. And so in middle school and high school, Pokemon started kind of a little bit after I was older than it, and I basically just made fun of it. And so now that I'm in a deep dive, I can tell you that it goes from Charmander to Charizard, or no, Charmander to Charmillion to Charizard. If you know more than me right now, you're the real nerd. Um, I know how to play. I know that those cards go from basic to stage one to stage two. I've learned all these things, and I've learned them with my son. It's been real fun. Um, but when he first started getting into it, he just was getting these cards for free. He was talking about it with his friends. You'd hear him converse about it, and he loved it and ate it up. Um, so we've started going into trying to figure out how to actually play the game. Uh, when I say we, I mean mostly me. Um, and I have, I mean, Judah has organized his cards a bunch. Um, and he, he and Kristen the other morning were sitting as, as we were setting them up so that he can build this deck of 60 cards so he can play this match. Um, and I'm in another room and I'm just kind of listening and Judah goes, so the whole, I mean, I'm going to give you what I know about Pokemon, which is very little. You got these cards and you need these energy cards to play your Pokemon people thing animals, and they need energy to do their attack. So if you want to do a karate chop, you can't just do a karate chop. You got to have two fire energy balls or something like that, okay? If you want to know, I'll tell you more later. I definitely know. Um, so Judah's talking to Chris, and he's like, Mama, um, can we, if we play this game, can we play it and just not have to have the energy? And Kristen's like, uh, buddy, I think that's the whole rule of the game. Like, you have to have the energy or else... You would just be attacking the whole time and you'd win. He's like, yeah, but I don't like that rule. Can we get rid of that? And she's like, I, I think that's the, like, you have to have that. And she goes, who made that rule? And Kristen went, I don't know, Mr. Pokemon? <laughs> and he said, well, I don't, I don't want to have that rule. And she said, but what if one day you play with somebody else? And he went, but what if they don't know the rules? <laughs> um, Judah started getting into this because he loved interacting with his friends and they were giving him these gifts um, and he was enjoying it and laughing with them and playing with them but his which he gets from me deep desire to win kind of skewed that and and it became more about winning and I want to win let me find this way to play this game the way I want to play it um, and I want to kind of talk about that um, and what I feel like I have heard and recognized in my own life recently um, I'm going to ask you to do something with me for a second, uh, a, a little practice. Um, if you don't mind, take a moment and daydream with me. Close your eyes if, if you're willing. Um, and take a second, and I'd, I'd like for you to picture rest. Like, what do you think of when you, when you think, uh, or what do you think of on a day-to-day -day basis of what rest is? When you picture rest for you. Or when you picture, if you, if on a day-to-day -day basis, when you're when you're when you're ex 
picturing joy and you're looking forward to joy, what do you look forward to? What is that picture? Dream that. Or what about the times when you're stressed? And you're at home and, and something's gone awry or you're at work and something's crazy. What do you consistently long for? For relief. What do you dream of? And just day to day. I'm not talking about you hit the lottery and what do you do. But day to day, what do you look forward to? All right, so come back with me. Um, last week, Lindsay um, said that we as humans hold the tension between the creator and, um, and the created. Uh, I, love that. I love the way she said that. She said that our purpose is to reflect God and rule. Um, actively partnering with God to take the raw materials of this world and help them flourish. Um, I kind of just want to say that in different words. As a believer and follower of Jesus, we believe that we have Christ in us. Jesus, the Son of God, is inside of us, lives inside of us. We've been given a new heart. Our, our heart of stone has been taken out and we've been given a new heart and a new spirit. Christ is in you, intertwined in you, the Son of God. You are a son or daughter of God. And so with that, is a, there's a consequence that comes with that is that if you are, are a son or daughter of God, if you carry Christ inside you, if he's intertwined in you, the consequence is you're going to have his desires. And so what I think Lindsay is saying when she's saying the tension between, the, we hold the tension between the creator and the created, is that we hold this deep desire to be like Christ. It's, it's, it's a part of us now. Um, a friend of mine was sitting in a class uh, sometime uh, with, with this guy who's written a bunch of books uh, named Larry Crabb. Um, and so he's sitting in this class that Larry Crabb's teaching, and, and Larry Crabb asks a question to the class. He says, hey, what, um, what is your greatest desire? And the class is kind of quiet, and everybody's thinking, and, uh, and a couple people get a, a, enough courage to raise their hand. This lady raises her hand, and she says, my greatest desire is to be known and to be loved. And Larry Crabb looks at her and goes, no. Because if I had the courage to speak up, I think that's what I would have said. Yeah, to be known and to be loved. And Larry Crabb goes, no, that's not your greatest desire. That's your greatest need. And it's been met. As a child of God, you are loved and you are known. That's your greatest need, and it's been met. What's your greatest desire? Your greatest desire, because you have Christ in you, you are a little Jesus, is to live out what he did, which is to love. It's to bring the kingdom. It's to work and to serve. That's your great desire. So here's the question I've been asking myself. And I think here's the invitation. Is, am I living out of that desire? Like, is that the place I go to? So go back to that practice with me as you were thinking through those things. What does your brain go to? What is your, what, on a day-to-day basis, what do you think of? What are, what are the things, what are the places you go to? What are the desires you have? And are at the heart of them, do you recognize at the heart of them your great, your great desire as a follower of Christ is to serve and to bring the kingdom and to love? That's what you really want. Do you recognize it? That's my question to me. Do I recognize it? Um, a couple of weeks ago when Chad and Lindsay, they sat up here and Chad was telling about um, Christy and his great story of, of where they're heading now. 
Um, he talked about as he was trying to discern what to do, and they were trying to discern what to do, he felt like he said God is, Chad says this all the time, that God is uh, one of the most talkative people he knows, or whatever you would say there. Um, and he said, but God was really quiet. And so he's talking to this mentor friend of his, and the guy goes, well, you know what God, or you know what happened in the Old Testament when God was quiet? He said, the idols screamed. Chad told me that a couple weeks ago, and it, it really stuck with me. Um, but in a healthy way, because I would say this, normally when I think about idols and I think about the things that, that I'm talking about right now, there's a lot of shame. Like I just feel bad about my choices. I feel, feel bad about all the ways I fall short. I feel bad about my selfishness. But when he said that, like something started to stir inside of me that was, that there wasn't so much shame. Shame, it felt invitational. And I think that's what I really want you to hear. Um, when Psalm 120 popped up here, I would assume after uh, a Georgia loss last night and then Psalm 120, you were like, well, I'll just leave now. Because um, it, it didn't sound um, very light. But I, that's what I want you to hear is I don't, I don't, this isn't shame. This isn't me saying, let's look at our idols and be ashamed of them. I'm saying, I think there's an invitation here. Like I was excited um, because I felt this call for more. And that's what I hope you hear today. Um, I, I recognized what I really wanted. There was something more. There's this thing that Larry Crabb was saying. It's like, my true desire is, is for something more. It's to love, to serve, to, to bring the kingdom. Um, so when I go back to that practice that I asked you to do, here, here's what goes on with me on a day-to-day -day basis. I would say, I, I was trying to think this morning, even still, to put words to exactly what I feel. And I think what I really feel is just, well, when I go to those places, I want to get what I want. I, I, I want um, things to go my way. Um, I don't want the plumbing to go bad on a freshly poured concrete floor um, and, have to, and have to break it all back up. I don't want my appliances to somehow be synced like a sick game of whack-a-mole where one goes out and I fix it and then another one goes out and it's, it's, there's something evil going on there. I don't want that. Um, the things I look forward to, and when I'm looking forward to and excited about something that, and, and, and looking forward to joy, I'm thinking about good food and good drinks. Um, when I'm stressed, I, I, I want quiet. I want my house to be quiet, and I want to be able to exercise so that I can relax and feel good. And I am in a brand, like a, a newly moved into house with 45 kids, and none of those things are happening. Um, and here's what, again, my fear as I thought about what I feel like I'm called to say was that you would hear that those things are wrong and that you would hear shame on them. And that's, that's not at all what I'm saying. I think all those things are great things. Good food and good drink with friends and family. Appliances that aren't breaking all the time. Relaxation and quiet um, and exercise are all great things, but the weight that I have on all of them is just things are out of whack. Like when you talk about, Lindsay talks about the tension between creator and created. Um, I was with people uh, volunteering with this thing for a long time in my life, and, and people would always say, we want you to be in this world, but not of this world. And what I feel like is that tension. I've gone way more to the um, of this world as opposed to just in it. And so I think that's, that's, my, that's my invitation. And that's the invitation I've heard. Um, 
There's nothing wrong with these things. So I, I'm actually, I want to pray to make sure that's not what you hear because that's, that's been my fear. I, I pray that no spirit of darkness w- would be here mangling my words to make you hear that I'm saying you are wrong um, at, your, at your core that, that uh, this is all about cleaning up, that God only loves you if, if you do things the right way, that uh, cleaning up will make things easier. I do not want shame. I, I pray that nothing would, would um, bring shame here. Maybe, maybe some conviction, but mostly just invitation. Hear these words from Jesus. Hear his prayer. Holy Father, the glory that you have given me, I have given to them. That they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me. That they may become perfectly one. So that the world may know you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. That's our invitation. That's what I'm inviting you to do and join me in. Um, in John 7, Jesus stands up and yells. I don't know that there's many times I, I've, I've seen in the Bible, maybe there are, um, where Jesus yells, but he stands up and he yells, um, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. I think that's our invitation here. I'm, I'm just saying, let's, let's notice where our real desire is. Let's recognize what our true desire is, which I think is to love, it's to serve, it's to work, it's to bring the kingdom. Um, as a believer in Christ, you carry Jesus inside of you. The consequence is that you become like him and your desire that you need filled, that I need filled, is to love and to serve. All right, so let's go to 120. Psalm 120. Um, it says, in my distress, I cried out to the Lord and he answered me. Lord, deliver me from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. What shall be done to you and what more shall be given to you, you deceitful tongue, a warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals from the broom tree. All right, so obviously there, there's this desperation of, of being in the midst of liars. Um, this Psalm 20 is the first of um, 15 psalms. They're called the Songs of Ascent. So the Jewish people would sing them when they would go to Jerusalem to worship at the temple, especially during um, feasts. And so they would sing these 15 songs. So when you read that song, you think about it, they're singing it. There's a guy named Eugene Peterson who uh, talks about this, and he says, this song is super harsh and discordant, which I had to look up that word this morning. Um, super harsh and discordant. It's just, it's not pleasant. And it's not pleasant because the point of the song is to say, hey, this place that you're in is not your home. You were created for so much more. I live in these places. It talks about Kedar and Meshach. Um, so these places, this person who wrote this, he couldn't have actually lived in both at the same time because they're like 150 miles apart. His point just being, these are two places where there's war and there's, there's just unhealth. And so he's saying, I'm just constantly in this place of not rightness. Um, when I talk about peace... They talk about war. So the, the psalm being um, a, a, a recognition of this place is, I'm, I'm, I'm like an alien 
Um, I'm not where I, where, I, where I should be. And so, again, the invitation being, what's your true desire? Do you recognize it? Do you recognize the place that we're in, at least me, is not mm, where I was meant to be? My real desire is to serve and to love and to bring the kingdom. Not, not about me. Um, here's, what it's, here's what it looks like and what I recognize in my own life. So I kind of told you about the things, the places my, my mind goes in, 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 in that practice. Um, I think big picture, those are like symptoms of what's really going on. So I, I wrestle with a lot of anxiety that I think comes from a place of uh, wanting to be liked and wanting to be well thought of. Um, and, and so in that, I try and battle that anxiety with trying to control my life. Um, it got to a place where I would say, um, I know that exercise is healthy. Um, I know that exercise um, can help with anxiety. And so I became obsessive over, like, I have to exercise to feel good. Like, at the end of the day, or if, I will not be who I'm meant to be today if I don't exercise. And so I'm getting up every morning at the crack of dawn to exercise, because if I don't, I'm not going to be in a good place today which then I'm not sleeping. So you can kind of see where this goes. So then I'm not sleeping enough, and it's like, well, I also need sleep. And so I, if you know me, super obsessive, so it's like, well, I have to get to sleep. So now I need to go to sleep at 6.45. <laughs> and so now I'm sleeping, and I'm exercising, but i got no time to relax because my kids don't go to bed till 7. And so, and you know, it's just, it's this whole thing. And I, again, I'm not saying anything is wrong with any of those. I think they're all healthy. But the weight that I'm putting on them is like, I'm, it's all out of whack. Like, what, what's my true desire? And then these things, I think, can play into health after that. But my true desire, the thing that matters, the thing that I can be fed from, is am I bringing the kingdom? Am I loving and serving and bringing the kingdom? I am loved. I am known. Now, what can I do? Um... So I recognize I just, it's all about me. It was like this, I was, I was so focused on this self-help for myself, uh, this self-care, um, which I think is like a key, I don't know, a hot word these days, which I don't think there's anything wrong with, but it was like it was all curved in on me. I was curved in on myself. Um, and so let's go back to Psalm 120 because there's some weird lines in there, at least they're weird to me, and there's lots of weird lines through the Psalms um, where there's, um, a call for or a prayer for like the demise and the death and the destruction of our enemies. Um, I've always kind of just read that and let it go in one ear and out the other because I didn't know what to do with it. Because I know that I probably have some enemies, but I don't really know them. And I certainly don't really know what it looks like to wish death and demise to them. Um, and so I didn't know what to do with that. And so um, if we go to Psalm 120, it says... Um, Deliver me, Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be done to you, O deceitful tongue, and what more shall be given to you? A warrior's sharp arrows with burning coals from the broom tree, which is pretty intense because, like, I mean, an arrow probably kills somebody, so why are we setting it on fire too? Um, but, it, again, I would hear that and go, what is that? So, um, Sam, I've got a quote, um, if you don't mind to put it up there. A dear friend of mine, um, in thinking through the Psalms, um, said he recognized this. So if you, if you read through the Psalms, there's all these places where there, there's these um, prayer and, and, and asking for the destruction of our enemies. And he was like, I've never known what to do that with that. Um, but here's where he landed. He said, the more I pray the Psalms, 
the more I see these enemies or these ugly aggressors as internal voices of my flesh seeking to take over my core where the Christ in me lives. While the fortress is secure, the, acts are va- the attacks are vast and continuous. Although the one in me cannot be moved or shaken, evil continues to assault with words of doubt and notions that God is hiding and cares not what happens to me. This has completely changed how I read the Psalms. Like when I see those enemies, it's like, oh yeah, I can get on board with killing some of those things inside my head. And we'll dismember them and quarter them and hang them up all over the place because I want that gone. And so I, I think we're invited here, at least I have felt invited here, to recognize what those enemies are. The internal voices that are within us, that are waging war within us, that are telling you lies, telling me lies about what's going to bring me life. They've so mangled me that I think I've lost what my, I've been fooled, lied to, tricked into believing that I desire something that maybe I don't desire. Or just not even recognizing what I was really, what I was really made for, what I desire. And so it's like, how do we go to war with those things? Because I do want to shoot arrows at that. What does that look like for you? I don't know. I think that's between you and the Lord. Um, however, I do think we're in the same battle. And I think we're on the same team, we're on the same side, so I think there are probably some commonalities. So I'll speak for myself. I think the first thing is recognizing what our true desire is. Taking a moment to realize I mean, for me, it's been, it's been a really exciting couple of weeks, three weeks maybe, as I've recognized that I've been thirsty, um, but I didn't realize I was. Like I, I, or it's almost like it was these two different things. I, I thought I was thirsty for this, and I realized this is what I really desire. And so I, I can get out of bed in the morning with excitement of, Today I'm going to fill my cup. Today I'm, I'm, I'm going to be moving towards fullness. Um, that, that's my hope. Is one, moving towards that. How do you do that? I think prayer. Um, there's something really awesome that I stumbled onto uh, like Monday of this week. Uh, there's this guy, John Eldridge. He's, he's written a lot of books. Whatever you think about him, throw it away right now, please. And so there's this app called the One Minute Pause. Um, don't let it fool you. It's not for a minute, what I'm about to tell you about. Um, but it's called the One Minute Pause. If you download it, One Minute Pause, there is a program on it called 30 Days to Resilience. Again, forget the corny name. I'm sorry. 30 Days to Resilience. So it is a thing where each morning and night's about 10 minutes. It is a quiet place where, at least for me and I, think for at least some of you, it will remind you of the true desire that you have as a Christ bearer. Um, One minute pause app. Then maybe that's something. So I think the first thing is, you have to recognize what your true desire is. Second thing is, now it's time to go to battle. Um, So how do you shoot those arrows and light them on fire um, and send them that way? Um, I don't 
I don't know for you. For me, it's been um, some intentional fasting um, from certain things that I believed were what I really was looking forward to. Um, not because there's anything wrong with them. Like, there's nothing wrong with eating giant amounts of cake and good drinks and good food. Um, but if that's all I'm ever looking forward to, I don't think I'm recognizing my true desire. So it's just a, trying to reshift. Um, how do you know what that looks like and how to do it for you? I think that's between you and God, but also you've got brothers and sisters who know you well, love you well, and who I think would also be happy to walk with you in that. Um, ask. Go with them. A um, friend of mine is, is, has been with me in it as well. Um, but again, while you're doing that, Please be careful. Um, don't let Satan, don't let the liar, the great deceiver, trick you into thinking um, that you're cutting all this out because you're bad and, and, and there should be shame. And when you trip up and you don't do these things, you should, uh, it, that there's something wrong with you. Um, it's not about cutting things out because um, they are inherently bad. It's about a change of direction of this is so life-giving. Here's the invitation for fullness. Move there. Um, again, hear Christ as he, as he begged his Father. Holy Father, keep them in your name which you have given me that they may be one even as we are one. They are not of the world just as I am not of the world. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. Hear the invitation for more. Your great need is that you're loved. Your great need is that you're loved and you're known and you've got it. He does. It's met. Your great desire is to love. It's, it's to love. It's to serve. It's to bring the kingdom. All right, last thing. Um, so there were these guys called the Desert Fathers um, I'm kind of infatuated with them kind of like Chad talked about having or maybe Lindsay made fun of Chad for having a, like a man crush on this guy in Hawaii that's a spiritual guy uh, mine are the Desert Fathers and Mothers difference is they're from 400 AD so I won't meet them anytime soon um, but so the deal with these folks are um, as Christianity became more of the um, the popular religion. They started to see that um, their desire was maybe getting confused. So these folks take off into the desert to try and know the Lord more. Um, they, they give up all these things and they take care of feeding the poor. Um, but they do it from the, from the desert. Um, they're cutting out all these things. Um, but I love these stories um, that they kind of passed along. And I also love that I'm going to read to you about John the Little. Um, just because his name was John the Little, I'm already in. Um, so this guy lives out in the desert. He's a desert father. Uh, he's a Christian. He's a believer. He's trying to cut things out of his life so that he recognizes his true desire. Um, and here's what it says. It was said about John the Little that one day he said to his older brother, I want to be free from care and not to work. 
but to worship God without interruption. And he took off his robe and went into the desert. After staying there one week, he returned to his brother. And when he knocked at the door, his brother asked without opening it, Who is it? He replied, It's John, your brother. The brother said, John has become an angel and is not among people anymore. Which <laughs> I would 100% do to my brothers. Um, then John begged and said, It's me! But his brother did not open the door and left him there in distress until the next morning. And finally he opened the door and said, If you are a human being, you have to do work again in order to live. Then John repented, saying, Forgive me, brother, for I was wrong. I think N.T. Wright has a, has a statement that's something like, Heaven's important, but it's not the end of the world. Um, please don't mishear me in saying, the goal of this is to become perfect and be so in tune with God that you just sit and meditate in a room. The whole point is to recognize this great desire so that you can go out and do that desire, which is to work and to love and to serve. It is to fill your cup with living water so that you can go out and sweat and love and because that is what will give you full life. Um, the band can come up. I just want to end by praying for us. Um, the Apostle Paul prays in Ephesians, and you'll hear this prayer a bunch if you end up downloading that app. Um, and I think it speaks to exactly um, what my hope and my, my desire and what I feel like I've heard to share. Um, so he says this in Ephesians. For this reason... I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth. And to know that the love of Christ surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. 